with shoulders hunched and her forehead resting on her crossed arms. She was leaning on the cold wooden window ledge, feeling too weak to stand on her own, for all her strength had been drained from her shocked body. She had been standing there for some time, but for how long, to be exact, Rosie was not aware. It was not until parts of her body became numb that she began to stir. In a state of shock and disbelief, she lifted her head, slowly raised her eyes, and stared toward the clouds which were moving across the February winter sky. She watched as they passed the window in all their different shapes and sizes. One cloud was in the form of a dragon, with fire coming from its nostrils. Another reminded her of a snowy painted landscape. Others, fluffy cats. Her mind racing on endlessly, she began to imagine all sorts of images. One shape in particular caught her eye. The shape of a mother holding her babe. This held her thought, which sent her mind into a trance state. On and on, the images developed as they danced across the sky. Rosie turned and focused her attention towards a candle, flickering, placed on the window ledge beside her. The yellow and orange-colored flame, bright and comforting, reminded her of a lighthouse with its warm, glowing light, directing ships in the darkness back to shore, to once again be near their loved ones. She gazed at the candle flame, glowing, giving her a feeling of warmth and security all around her stiff and aching, weary frame, which reinforced her own belief that her son, Finlay Sinclair, whom Rosie referred to as Milady, would also see the glow from the candle, giving him guidance to find his way back to be reunited with the mother he had not seen for over seven years. Do not worry, Milady, she said. I shall find a way to bring us together again one day. Just you wait and see. Then, a sweet, gentle, soft, comforting voice echoed around her, interrupting her train of thought, jolting her back to reality. Speaking quietly, so quietly that Rosie could just make out what was being said, the voice said, It's time. Rosie knew only too well what these words meant to her. She began to whisper, What is there left for me to say or do? Tears clouded her bewildered eyes as she tried to follow the last few passing shapes. She asked the moving objects to stop and listen to what she wanted to say. Speaking with determination in her voice, she allowed her disciples to reach out to the largest cloud in the sky, which came into view in the shape of a heart. Whenever you float past where me lady is laying to rest, can you please be sure to give him this message? Let him know I have sent this heart, filled with my love just for him, and I shall never let my love for him ever die. Now away with you. Go. Go now and take my message to him, and do one more thing for me. Follow him, wherever he may travel in his new world then I shall know he is never, ever going to be alone ever again. Feeling exhausted with her steady flow of tears, she fought to bring them to a halt by using all the strength and energy her body could muster to regain a small degree of control over her emotional state. However, 
The physical and mental suffering became more and more apparent to her whenever she tried to release her pent-up emotions. For somehow her tears got stuck behind a huge, large lump at the back of her throat, obstructing their pathway towards any remission. It felt as though a door had been slammed shut, leaving her without an escape route from her stricken heart. I'm not ready to say goodbye, me laddie, she said, watching as the clouds continued to move across the sky. Stiff and rigid, her expression strong and full of purpose, her voice began to quaver as she said, One day I shall be ready to say goodbye to you, me laddie. But not yet. That very same moment, the large heart-shaped cloud voyaging through its journey in the sky split into two pieces. One part went in one direction. The other part faded out of sight to face the unknown. 